0: Welcome to Chalmers. Very excited to see everybody here today. We're going to do things slightly different today. This is kind of my, uh, my last time I get to do a whole service. Uh, it's the last time I have such a large and captive audience, so I'm going to uh, use that to the, my, the fullest. Uh, but before we get started, I want there's a couple of announcements. One, Christmas Eve... It's a jam-packed weekend here at Chalmers. We have a service at 10 a.m. We have a kid's service at 3 a.m. We have a Christmas Eve season 3 p.m. If your kids are here at 3 a.m., you will be lonely. Uh, sorry. 10 a.m., 3 p.m., uh, and then our normal candlelight service at 7 p.m. as well. Uh, and then on Christmas Day, we have a 10 a.m. service as well. Okay. so please feel free to come to uh, any and all of those if you like, albeit all of them. So hopefully I see some of you guys there. That should be a really good time. Also, on December 21st, Chelsea Ferguson is back into town uh, and she would love to see all of your smiling faces. Uh, she's having a get together at the Baptist Church in Concordia at seven o'clock, I believe. So, if you're excited to hear about uh, Chelsea and what she's doing uh, with YWAM in Mexico, I know she would love to see you. So, once again, that is December 21st at the Baptist Church in King Caridon to see Chelsea Ferguson. All right. So, just before I begin today, like I said, this is probably the last time I'm going to get to talk to uh, everybody like this, especially with the, the hustle and the bustle of uh, the Christmas season coming up. So before I begin, I'm going to take like four minutes and just quickly thank off people who have been incredibly helpful to me over the last three and a half years in either youth ministry or just running the church and things like that. First off, sound guy Glenn in the back. Glenn Cowan has probably the greatest attendance record of anyone, uh, myself and Brian included, over the last... Oh, hold hold your applause. This is going to be a long time if we don't. Okay. All right. Sound guy, Glenn, uh, there's no use talking if no one can hear you. And uh, Glenn puts in a ton of work with all the audio and, uh, and just making stuff run. So thank you so much, Glenn. Uh, Bonnie Plater, most these, this, there's going to be a theme of people who I'm thanking are actually downstairs working right now. Bonnie Plater does a job that most people don't see at all. She's usually like the first person here. She's usually the last person to leave. She's setting up the coffee, she's cutting up the snacks, she's plating all the food, all while also being the treasurer, which is a big job. So big thank you to Bonnie Plater. When you see her, be like, hey, my square was cut perfectly. Thank you. Or like, hey, there was enough food for everyone. That's because of you. Thank you. Bonnie Plater and the portion control, fantastic. Christine Franklin. Christine Franklin has been a longtime supporter of the, uh, the senior youth ministry, as well as running the nursery And if you've seen the nursery right now, you know it's a big job. And I just really thank you for for kind of spearheading that. Also, all of the young parents in the room, thank you for spearheading that as well. Because those kids are crazy. Um, Gerda McKay. Gerda McKay has been running the high school student and the college and university student SOS program for the last few years. That's a great ministry for us. And it lets us really share... Yeah, share God's love with people, with students who are going through a bit of a stressful time. Yeah, so I really thank you for spearheading that. That's uh, that's very. Um, I know, as someone who received one of those packages, I know that that's like a real, that's it means more than you know. All of my Sunday school teachers throughout the years: uh, Laura Paschier, Bonnie Mayer, Ann McBride, Leanne Gowing, and uh, the aforementioned Gerda McKay. I really t- appreciate you guys taking the time out of your weekends. To kind of like foster the youth of this congregation jamie and Lori convey for letting us take over your house once a week for the last three and a half years jim young and jill brown every trip i've taken with anybody in this church jim young and jill brown are like yeah how can we help let's do this uh jim young make sure that everyone gets to where they're going and jill brown makes sure that so they get there alive and to be honest i'm not good at either of those things so I really appreciate you guys helping out. Literally, the summer challenge could not happen without you guys. And in the trip to Haiti, you guys were so valuable. So thank you so much. Rosemary Young and Jody Rothmeyer, these guys, they provide a welcome change in our Tuesday lunches. Kids always know when you guys cook because they're like, there's more than lettuce in this salad. This is actually a salad. And the kids get very excited about that. You spoil them rotten. There's actual desserts when you guys cook, so that's nice. The kids themselves, a lot of times you don't see how often I say, Hey, Luke, carry that table. Hey, Alex, there's chairs that need to be moved. Kalen, please take all of these kids downstairs and run something while I you know, go do something else. The kids, they've put up with a lot of harebrained schemes over the last three and a half years. So I appreciate both your patience with me and your... Yeah, Susie's like... I get all the credit right there. She puts up with so much. But they actually do a lot of work around here, so I really appreciate them. Lee Ann Gowing uh, and the rest of the board of directors, that's an absolutely thankless job. But it's really important. And you guys who spend so much time providing vision for the church, that's, that's so important. So I really appreciate all the work you guys put in. And finally, Brian Martin. It has been an absolute privilege to serve this congregation with you. Coming back to Chalmers after being away for eight years, I had a really like unique vantage point for all of the changes that had occurred. And uh, I think a lot of those positive changes can be traced back to you. So thank you very much. Uh, it's been a it's been a privilege. That was not an exhaustive list. There's a lot of people who work really hard to keep Chalmers running. Those were just the people who I was like, yeah, like they really helped they really helped me and, and the youth ministry. There's a lot of people who I didn't mention who who are the greeters and who who do like the property stuff that to be honest, like you guys do great work too. I just didn't cross paths with you that much. And I just really thank everybody who worked really hard for this. That was that was great. You may now applaud. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. Okay. All right. Don't applaud yet. You don't know what I'm going to make you do. So Bonnie played her before I started. She's like, what time are we starting, Philip? So I have 15 minutes to wrap this thing up. We are not going to make it, but we're going to start. Generally, at Christmas, we talk about the how, like how the angels came to Zachariah and Elizabeth and how they came to to Mary and Joseph, how the shepherds were frightened and how the wise men followed the star. But that's not really what we're going to talk about today. And we're not going to talk about the where or the, or the what. Uh, we're going to talk about the why. Why did God, when he could have literally like, presented Jesus in any way that he wanted, why did he do it as a baby in a manger? Um, if it was all about saving us, uh, saving us for our sins, like, he didn't have to go through all like, the little indignities of the world to do that. He didn't need to do that. He could have just like rode in on a white horse and been like, I'm here, you're forgiven, huzzah. Yeah, he could have, but maybe people would have responded like that. No, he couldn't have done that as a baby, but he didn't do that. He didn't come in as this big knight in shining armor. He came in as a baby. To answer this question, we're going to look at Hebrews 2, 16 to 18, where Paul wrote, For surely it's not angels he helps. He in this is Jesus. But Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. I just want to repeat that last verse. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. This is a fancy way to tell like a very classic story of a man who fell in a hole. This man was walking down the street, and he fell into a hole, and the sides were too steep for him to climb out. So a doctor walked past, and the guy said, Hey, doc, I'm in this hole. Can't get out. Can you help me out? So the doctor writes a prescription, throws it in the hole. Walks away. Then a lawyer walks past... And the, the guy says, hey, lawyer, sir, I'm in this hole. Can you help me out? The lawyer writes out a contract, goes in the hole, walks away. And then a friend walks by and he says, hey, Joe, I'm in this hole. Can you help me out? And the friend says, yeah. And he jumps in the hole. And the guy says, you idiot. Now we're both in the hole. But the friend says, yeah, but I've been down here before and I know the way out. And with Jesus, he was born as a baby in a manger Because he wanted to be able to say, hey, yeah, you're suffering right now, but you know what? I've been down in this hole. Okay? I can help you through this. And that is something he couldn't have done if he came in, you know, like guns ablaze and being like, forgiven! Okay? So when we talk about why Jesus came as a baby, it's so he could come and say, hey, I know grief. You know, I know suffering. I know hunger. Okay? Jesus came into the world poor and cold and being hunted. And that's something that's like, that provides a a sense of humanity to the story that wouldn't exist if he wasn't. Jesus had this really unique position that when he came in, he was like above no one and above everyone at the same time. So being above no one, he can look at us in the depths of our despair and say, yeah, I know what that's like. So how can we, as a church, how can we learn from this? Well, first off, we're going to start by supporting one another. These children that have been sitting very patiently, they are some of the finest young men and women I've ever worked with. Oh, sorry, they're boys and girls. They are some of the finest boys and girls I've ever worked with. And more importantly, they're what the church is going to be built on. They're the future here. Yeah, right on top of you, Susie. It's going to be heavy. So what we're going to do, they've been split into teams, and they are going to run through a little race. And you're thinking, why? Because we, as a body, are going to support them and cheer them on. We are going to be obnoxiously loud. And they're going to look at this and say, why are we doing this? Because I want them to feel the entire church body behind them and supporting them and loving them, even if it's because they're eating a cookie really fast. Luke, can I get you to take your team over here? Okay. Kaylin, can I get your team to come over here? Can I get Tom Evans and Alex Convey up to the front as well, please? All right. The balloon blowing specialists, they're back there. The balloon spraying specialists can come up to the front. My junk in the trunkers can come up to the front as well. Unrelatedly, Alex, you can stand over there. Tom's going to stand right where he is. Tom, you're beautiful. You're doing a great job. Perfect. My balloon runners are to go up there as well. Okay, Lane, you got the cookies back there, buddy? Perfect. Ainsley, you're running with this balloon. All right. We practiced this, so hopefully it works out well. This is what's going to happen. The people at the back, they are going to have a cookie on their heads and they're going to balance it all the way down to Alex and Tom. Okay? They're going to have to do this three times. Okay? And when Alex and Tom finish eating all three cookies... <laughs> Jill, where were you on that one? You're in charge of keeping people alive here. So... When they're done eating the all three cookies, whew, then these guys have to shake all the ping pong balls out of the tissue box around their waist without leaving that green square. As soon as that happens, we are going to get balloon People with the balloons, they're going to run all the way to the back. People at the back are going to blow up those balloons. They are going to run them all the way back up, and they're going to blow these cups off the table. Okay, Whoever blows the white cup off wins. Okay, This side of the church. You are obviously on this team, okay? Uli, I want to hear some raucous cheering. You can start the wave if you want to, okay? You do it, okay? This side, obviously on Team Luke over here, okay? Yeah, oh yeah. See? This side is showing you guys up already, okay? Okay, you guys are on Team Kalen. Oh, okay, people in the middle. You guys should cheer for whatever you want. Maybe split down the middle, whatever you want. It's it's hard's job to keep the two sides apart. We don't need a brawl starting, okay? So, this is what I would like to happen. Okay? As soon as we start, I want you guys to be cheering raucously. Okay? We want these kids to be feeling like rock stars. Because not everyone can balance a cookie on their head and blow up a balloon. Ready? Go! Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go! Good. Oh, oh, yeah, give it to Tom. Tom, eat the cookie. Eat the cookie. Go, go to the back. Go, go Liberty, go Liberty. Too faster, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good time. Good job, everybody. All right, go take a seat. Go take a seat. All right. There you go. What a barn burner. Oh, man. Big round of applause. That was really good. That was great. Excellent work, congregation. You did a fantastic job. When we do that, when we support one another, we're following what Jesus commanded us to do, and that's to be the salt and the light. Okay, In Matthew 5, that's the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus says... You know, you need to be the salt and the light of the world. Now, let's think of how we use salt, okay? Our bodies need salt. It's very important for our bodies to function. But we don't start our day by taking, like, a big spoonful of table salt, knocking it back and saying, I'm good for the rest of the week. It's not how we do it. We sprinkle it in. We sprinkle it on our food because it provides flavor, okay? But when we do this... Just in our lives, it's not like we come here and we're like, okay, I'm going to be the salt here. We already got lots of salt here. This is a salty place, okay? But we don't need you salty today. We need you salty tomorrow. We need you salty when you go into your workplaces, when you go into your neighborhoods, when you go into your grocery stores. Okay? That is when you need to get salty in the world. Okay? And then come back next Sunday, we'll salt you back up and send you back out. Okay? That is what we are supposed to do. If we're just Christian, if we're just living this life on Sundays, we're not doing it. That's not what we're called to do. Just like when we're salt, there's no point being a lamp and hiding it. Jesus' followers are to play an active role in society so people can look at our good deeds and glorify our Father. And if you want to check that, it's right there in Matthew five, thirteen, and 16. You can, you can check me out on that. Don't worry. I tell a story to my senior youth guys. They've heard this story like eight times. When I was in university, I had a friend. She was a lovely young lady. She was in all of my classes. We did all of our work together. She loved to do research and hated to do presentations. I loved to do presentations and hated to do work. So <laughs> we teamed up perfectly. She would, she would get it all happy, and then I would just walk in, and it would be great. But she was, like, like, a sad person. Okay? She was sad, and she, she, had, she had her issues, and one day, she looks at me, and she's like, why are you like this? Why are you happy? I find that irritating. <laughs> and it, like, the lights dimmed, and there was, like, a spotlight on me, and I could feel, like, this was the moment. This is the moment where you're, like, hey, I've been fostering this relationship for years, and I can say, well, let me tell you about Jesus. Okay? And I'm Totally ashamed to say, I chickened out. I was like, oh, you know, I'm just a happy person. Okay, That's not what we're supposed to do. However, we are supposed to be there for people. We, like Everything I did before that was right. You fostered the relationship, and you loved on people. Christine Franklin, she and her, her lovely husband, Tom, hosted a little shindig for the senior youth last night. And the lovely lady she is, she made all the kids write down their favorite memory of our time together. I would love to tell you that it was all very like, oh, like when Phillips shared this piece of spiritual wisdom, that was like, oh, that was the good stuff. But um, what most of the answers were, were uh, walking with suitcases through a cow pasture. That was from four years ago, and still said. Um, that one time we had real salad at Tuesday lunch. Um, thank you, Rosemary and Jody. He laughed and appreciated all my jokes, sleeping on hard church floors and biking for hours, how hard he laughed and then how, hard, how concerned he was when I sprayed sunscreen in my eyes, <laughs> waking up at 2 a.m. How is was Jenna Franklin. She's a beautiful child, but is this working? Um, waking up at 2 a.m. to play glow-in-the-dark, capture the flag, and my personal favorite, one time Philip was dancing to the song Uptown Funk with a cheese string in his shirt pocket. To this day, I think about that and laugh. (laughs) None of this stuff was life-changing. None of that stuff was particularly important. But what it was, was just doing life together. Being there for people, because you can't expect people to come to the church or to come to you when they're in trouble in the bad times, if you're not with them in the good times. So as we go out, as we go out today, we have to be that salt and the light. We have to get involved with whatever it is we're we're good at, okay? If kids are your thing, let me know. There's a lot of youth and kid opportunities opening up pretty soon. If if you work with adults and seniors, then think of the ways that you can go and be a salt and a light to them. Jesus was born in a manger. He came as a baby because he said, look at all those broken people, I want to be with them. And that's what we're called to do. Before we wrap up, this is what we're going to do. All of the kids are already at the front. So kids, can you guys stand up? Not just kids up here. If you're in high school, you guys have to come to the front, too. Yeah, Yep. boss camp. Franklin, Convey, get up here. Yeah, I know, but you're still adorable. Vinny, Sundraelson. Look, I just want to grab your cheeks and squeeze them. All right. Everyone up to the front. Perfect. If you are a parent of one of these children, please come stand beside them. Perfect. If you're sitting back here and you look up there and say, hey, I care about one of those kids or one of those parents, please go stand beside that person. Now, we don't do this very often, but it's my last day, so fire me, whatever. Um, So this is what we're going to do. Parents, I want you guys to pray for your kids. People who don't have kids up here, I want you to pray for those parents or their kids. You just do whatever you want to do. Okay? But we're all going to take a moment and we're going to pray for the youth of this congregation because if we don't, like, we're going to support them in here and then tomorrow we're going to support them out there. Because everyone's praying at once, no one can hear you. So you just let her rip. We're not taking turns, we're just going to pour into these people. So we're just going to do it. We're going to pray. Yeah, we're going to send these kids off today knowing that they're loved and that they're cared for. So look at the kid and pray for them. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Thank you for all the, uh, the kids and, and the youth and the young at heart in this congregation. Yeah, we thank you that they come and they're, they're here to learn about you and, and they're here to learn how to love other people, Lord. We just ask that, yeah, you make... You know, the the older generation to be one that, that demonstrates that love. That, that say, Hey, you don't need to read this from, from a story, but you can just look around and you can see you can see that this is a congregation that just loves one another. And Lord, we just ask that we don't limit ourselves to uh, to just coming here and being salty with each other. But I would ask that you 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 show us that person, you show us that group, you show us that, that opportunity during the week that we can go out. And be your salt and your light in the world. And bring people to the joy and the peace and the reassurance that we have in you. And let, let them just experience that for themselves. And Lord, we just ask that as this generation grows, as this generation learns more and more about you, that, that you just lift them up. You lift them up. You keep them safe. You, you just draw them closer and closer to you. And, and this becomes the generation that... You know, when we look back, we say, wow, like that was a real change. That was a real change in Concert, and that was a real change in the hearts and minds of our community. And Lord, I just thank you. Thank you for each and every one of them. Amen.